0: Tom Bernard show with
1: Andy Brad Bernard and Mike Molina
0: and we'll be right back in a couple of seconds Tom Bernard show Michael
2: Bryant Brad Sean Bryant what's the latest well basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt That talk to them before they talk to an adjuster Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap well what's interesting to me is
0: you know a lot of people have fear of attorneys
2: It's been, good. <laughs> it's been good
0: ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen been good and how do they contact you
2: at uh, e- either through our website which is minnesota personal, minnesota personal injury.com or at 800-770-7008 michael bryant bradshaw and bryant
0: due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by walzer automotive on tom bernard podcast you hopefully know that walzer sells cars Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Seventy-five years old now. Probably should have lived another twenty years after this too. But uh, he's been dead for—what'd you say? Twenty years already? Seventeen uh,
1: years. Yeah, it'll be seventeen this November.
0: Unbelievable. And he died uh, how many years ago? Oh, I mean, uh, was it yesterday? yesterday would have been his birthday, right? His 75th yeah. birthday. Yep. And he died seventeen years ago in November. God, that's amazing. I can't believe it was that long ago because I remember going in, doing the morning show that morning and playing uh, nothing but George Harrison music all morning. It was it was something else. It was a very, very sad day knowing that he was dead. But he died of lung cancer, didn't he? Yeah. I think he hit the heaters like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's the impression that I got anyway. Now, Malini, are you afraid to go to the dentist? No. How about you, Andy?
3: No, I've never really understood that.
0: I'm, I'm not either. But half of Americans say they're afraid of going to the dentist.
3: Well, how crappy are your teeth? Yeah,
0: how <laughs> crappy is your dentist? You'd like to think that as you get older, you grow out of your irrational fears. Well, not this one. Apparently, it's just, it just keeps getting worse and worse. According to a new survey, half of Americans say they're afraid of going to the dentist. And for two-thirds of us, that fear didn't develop until we were a teenager or an adult. The average age when it happens is 15, or you know, right around when your parents stop monitoring your toothbrushing and you start slacking. Then again, it's not like we're proactively trying to keep our teeth in good shape. The average person has gone more than two days without brushing at some point. They've gone more than two days without brushing. Well, what? I think that's pretty average. That's what it says, yeah. Oh, man. The average American only brushes their teeth about once every three days. And I would gross. I would tell you this. I bet you it's a lot higher than that.
3: Oh, man. Well, yeah, no one's going to admit to not brushing their teeth in a month, but I'm sure people do it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If I don't brush my teeth every day, it just, I don't, it don't know. It drives you nuts. Yeah. It feels Yeah, you just do not wrong. feel clean.
0: Like, oh. Do you still floss?
3: I do. I floss all the time. I have to. My teeth are so
0: close together that, you know. Yeah. There's just no other option. They say for most people that flossing is not necessary. That Mm. if you do have teeth that are close together, that it is necessary or far apart, it's certainly not necessary.
3: Yeah, mine are much closer together than mine. What are these people, British?
0: Oh, that's (laughs) nice.
3: Yeah, they don't really do a whole lot of uh, braces or anything like that over there for some reason.
0: Well, they do now, don't they?
3: Not as much as America, I don't think.
0: I guess not. Here's a new stupid term for an even stupider haircut, so we really want to pass it on to you. The term, not a suggestion to get the haircut, uh, a school in Norfolk, England, recently sent out a letter banning the quote, meet me at McDonald's hairstyle. There's an actual hairstyle called meet me at McDonald's. What's that? Apparently, it's a male haircut where you leave it long and curly on top, but then shave down the sides and the back. Why does it have that name? Well, no one's sure why it's called the meet-me-at-McDonald's hairstyle. Why would anyone choose that haircut? Well, no one's sure about that either. I'm looking at the pictures right now. It's one of the ugliest haircuts in the history of the world.
3: It just looks like the next evolution of hipster hair. You You keep it short. Yeah, it's, it's just hipster hair, basically. You keep it short on the sides and long on the top and... Put a whole bunch of hair gel on it and yeah, that's pretty much Make it. yourself look like the biggest idiot in the world,
0: but other than that, I saw this, Andy, and I absolutely thought of you immediately. Uh, part two of this story is the one I'm talking about with you. One of the more surprising moments of the Winter Olympics came when Team USA's men's curling team came from behind to capture the gold medal. It was such a shock that the fallout wasn't smooth for starters, they were handed the wrong medals. The ones they initially got said, women's curling on them. <laughs> then Delta denied them a flight upgrade. U.S. Curling tweeted at Delta, quote, our Olympic curling champions are flying home on Monday. Upgrades. And Delta responded, quote, congratulations. While we don't have any upgrades to offer, we look forward to seeing you on board. Thanks for flying with us. They wouldn't give them upgrades.
1: But did you see what the oh, one, how many? there was one person in first class that uh, offered, they did swap seats with one of the...
0: Oh, they did. One yep. one person did? Yeah. So one person on the curling team got to sit in first class. Yep. How many people are on a curling team? I don't even know.
3: Uh, well, I think there's four. There, there,
0: yes, are four. Yeah. That's it? But oh, the, well, there it, four on the ice at one point or just yeah. four people on the whole team?
3: Four on the team. Really?
0: The team. really? Yeah. But in total, yeah. it's well, seven. I mean,
1: it's... In total, the article said seven. It's a seven-member oh, num- seven. team.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, this says four or three per team on Wikipedia. Oh. Maybe they had, like, a... What do you call them? Coaches and or... hitters. Yes, pinch or whatever.
0: Hitters. Yes, exactly.
3: You know what I mean, but yeah, there's but there's the bowler, two people with brooms, and then I guess maybe there's like you know a backup. So yeah, I mean, why would you need more than that? There's only three people on the ice at any given time.
0: Mm, that's pretty much true. Now here's the part that made me think of Andy. Of course, the Simpsons predicted Team USA's curling win, just as they probably also could have predicted them coming in second, third, or last. But uh, there's really a Simpsons reference for every outcome at this point. It came in a 2010 episode when Homer and Marge formed a mixed curling team with Agnes and Seymour Skinner. They're chosen to represent the United States, and they head off to Vancouver, where they eventually defeat Sweden for a shocking gold medal win. Sweden is the team the United States did beat for the gold medal. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, well, don't you think? It's probably
3: like the one other country that does curling. Uh,
0: I think Sweden won last uh, in 2014, didn't they? I think they beat Canada. I think it's pretty much the United States, Canada. Or actually, it's Canada and Sweden. That's who wins it all the time, apparently. I guess. Speaking of Simpsons predictions, a squirrel ran onto the course and was inches away from being run over by a snowboarder, and a Simpsons writer reminded the internet that it's like when a squirrel was struck by Homer and Mr. Burns' rocket house in the "Snowy Mountain of Madness" episode. The episode wasn't Olympics related, and that squirrel did get the uh, hit on the slope, but still, there's you know it's something there because the Simpsons love to predict things. Apparently, uh, was your now, Melina? Did you watch the Olympics? Yeah. Yep. No, Andy, you did not, right? Nope. I can't see you watching the Olympics. So what was your favorite? Pro- well, first of all, I had to point this out, and I'll point it out again. Minnesotans are sick to death of carrying the Olympic team in the <laughs> Winter Olympics. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say that.
3: I looked it up, actually, speaking of Minnesota and, you know, snow. I looked it up uh, yesterday. Just see, because Siberia is well known for being like super cold in the world. Sure. You know, oh yeah. The, Sent to
0: Siberia. The yeah.
3: hell of the world. Yeah. Um, on average, it's only about five to ten degrees colder than Minnesota. Oh, I know. Even in winter.
0: No, Min- Minneapolis and Saint Paul, Minnesota this is the coldest metropolitan area of any size on Earth.
3: Yeah, we average. I think it was five degrees in January and February, and. Uh, Siberia averaged negative 5. So, yeah, only a 10-degree difference between Minneapolis and, uh, I don't remember what the city was called, but it was the largest city in
0: Siberia. In Siberia.
3: But, yeah, it gets up to, like, 70-something degrees in there during the summer.
0: Well, I will tell you this. Tom Gorman, who was the best man in my wedding, and I went to a Star Trek movie back in the day. And in the Star Trek movie, there was a prison planet. And the prison planet was so cold that they had to keep the prisoners inside the core of the, of the planet. So, in other words, the entire surface was so cold that the prisoners wouldn't escape because it was too cold to escape because they'd freeze to death.
3: That was Star Trek.
0: Oh, did I say Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, it was Star Trek. It You're was Rura Penthe. Yes. What's the name of the prison planet? The Klingon Penal Colony. The Klingon Penal Colony. Okay, well, here's the problem. What was the name of the episode? It
3: was, a, uh, I think it was from Star Trek Six.
0: Six? Yeah, probably. Okay, we'll say it was Star Trek Six. So Tom Gorman and I go see Star Trek Six, and we're watching the movie in the prison planet. What was the name of the prison planet again? Rurapenthe, or, or Pent, I don't know. I believe in the movie they make reference to the fact that it's uh, like 15 below Fahrenheit on the, on the planet. That way the prisoners couldn't escape... Because if they got to the surface of the planet, they'd all freeze to death. Okay. (laughs) Fifteen below. Gorman and I went outside, got in the car, and it was 18 below in Minnesota. (laughs) So we were colder than the prison planet in the Star Trek movie. So, you know, oh, other than
1: that. Reminds me of Super, Super Bowl week here after uh, leaving the show. I was catching the bus, 7th and Nicollet, and this couple were looking for something and they needed directions and they were so cold and they were just like, how can you people live here? They're from Arizona <laughs> and they actually they were like freaking world,
0: yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. they the, How do you live here? Yeah. How, how on earth do you live? Well, it is interesting. <laughs> that yeah, here
3: we go. On the out near the poles, it reaches as low as minus 30 C, which is minus 22 Fahrenheit. Minus so 22 So the coldest Fahrenheit. that planet gets in total is only minus 22, which Minneapolis hits that. Oh, God, easily. But, yeah, um, <laughs> at the... She was, like, worried for me. At the planet, it's, it's minus 18, which in Fahrenheit is zero, which it's zero all the time. Oh, yeah. God, all the time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, ladies and gentlemen? We in Minneapolis and St. Paul are colder than the prison planet and almost <laughs> as cold as Siberia, and there are no metropolitan areas in Siberia. There are towns, but not cities.
3: Yeah, there's right. this, there's basically one major city.
0: Oh, is there a city?
3: Yes. Um, I'm gonna of any how size? how big probably, it is. Probably I don't a couple know.
0: hundred thousand people or something. Yeah, I don't know how big it is. I don't know. While you're looking at that, Melina, have you seen Black Panther yet? Nope, not yet. Are you going to see it?
1: I don't know. I'm not really big into the action. i not either. Those type of movies, I guess.
0: Superhero movies? Yeah, there you go. Superhero movies. Yeah, I just... I'm the same as you. I just have no interest... In superhero movies, I, I I understand it's a you get away and it's you know you get to go to a different planet with a different people and it's a different world and you get to escape reality for a while. But I just I've never cared for that stuff. Yeah, me neither. So I don't know. What are you gonna do,
3: Novosibirsk? Uh, population 1.6 million. Really, oh, that many wow. people? Well, it's also 200 square miles.
0: Oh, okay. It's, well, <laughs> it's a rather a large
3: city. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically. Well, I mean, it's it's the city in Siberia, basically. If you go any farther
0: into <laughs> Siberia from that, you die. So, Joe from Louisville, who we're not going to call sober Joe. You, you've lost the Joe from Louisville title. You're now sober Joe, uh, which is a good thing. It's an honor. Um, he says there's a village in Siberia that got down to 88 below zero.
2: <laughs> Holy cow.
0: I would not doubt it. I think Tower, Minnesota once got down to like 72 below zero. Would you check and see if... I think Tower, Minnesota is the coldest. It's either Tower or Embarrass or one of those towns up north. It got down into the 70s below zero. I think the day Alex was born, February 2nd, 1989, it was, it was like 40 below in the Twin Cities.
3: Oymyakon is a town It's not even really a town in Siberia It's probably got a population Yeah, population 500 I mean, They it said it's a village, yeah um, It got down to Let's see Yeah, it's been as low as Minus 90
1: oh, oh,
3: God. <laughs> That's pretty horrible uh, How could you even live? I mean, it, it, what if your heater goes out? You yeah, just,
0: that wouldn't be good You're just dead Hey, listen, I'll give you a ride, but I don't have a heater in my car, so I just, you know. Hey, I remember when I was a kid, those first Volkswagens that came to America. When I was a little kid, my brother-in-law had one, and it had a gas heater in it, and it didn't work half the time. You want to talk about freezing your ass off. You ride around in a Volkswagen with no heater when it's like 25 below in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Oh, my God. It was incredibly cold. It was incredible. But those things were pretty airtight, thank God. Uh, So not a lot of wind was getting in.
3: Well, for a while there, I was driving a car without a window in the winter. Why? That was a couple of years ago when my car got broken into. I couldn't get the window fixed for a while, so...
0: Why do not you call Doug Sprinthal?
3: Because this was... It needed
0: like some special mail order window
3: or some crap. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but Sprinthall's a pretty cool breeze over in that uh, automotive industry. So, you think you would have gotten something done for you?
3: But yeah, it, uh, yeah, I originally put cling wrap over the window just so cold air wouldn't blow right, in. But right, eventually that blew off while I was driving on the highway, and yeah, while I was driving the car, and the the temperature in the car would drop to ambient temperature. But when I was stopped, uh, it would heat up, so I'd get little breaks.
0: Really? I saw this this morning, and I had to run it by you guys. And you know what? I'll wait until the next segment to run this by you. Uh, Because I have a hard time anybody would do any of these things at a job interview. But that's neither here nor there. Apparently, people have done them. Or continue to do them or whatever. But we'll be back in just a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. The top ten things that will destroy your chances in a job interview next on the Tom Bernard Show. FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutrimost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763 763- 333-7337. Oh, he's abandoned George Harrison for cold as ice.
1: <laughs> cold as ice. hey, not today. It's great out there. All week. It's supposed to oh, be great. Oh, 40
0: and sunny. Yep. 40 and sunny, 38 and sunny tomorrow. That'll probably get up to 42, though. It's true. The top ten things that will destroy your chances in a job interview, people actually do these things. Um, number ten, knowing nothing about the industry in general. <laughs> only 35% said they'd pass on hiring you, though. you know absolutely nothing. John Lastman talked about this, that he was interviewing someone for a job at a radio station. And <laughs> Lastman asked the guy, um, well, what radio station do you listen to? And the guy said, and I quote, well, I don't know nothing about the radio business, par se. <laughs> really? Par se? Is that right? <laughs> you don't know nothing about the radio business, par se? Okay. Number nine, having unprofessional body language, 43%. The study found the three worst mistakes are not making eye contact. First of all, if you don't make eye contact with me, I have the impression that you did something wrong. Right? Does that yeah. make sense? not smiling, that wouldn't bother me as much if you didn't smile, and fidgeting with something on the table. In other words, you can't concentrate enough during the job interview that you have to distract yourself by fidgeting. Number eight, knowing nothing about the job or company where you're applying. That's not good, I would imagine. So what do you guys do over there at 3M? I don't really know what you got cooking, but, uh, you know. Number seven, bad-mouthing an ex-boss or a former company you work for. Yeah, you don't want to do that either. You know, my boss sucked. I hope it's not going to be the same here when I come work here. I hope I don't hate my boss like I hated him there. Number six, dressing inappropriately would be very bizarre. So what are you going to do? Show up for a job interview wearing cutoffs and a wife beater? I mean, do you believe that people do these things at job interviews? Yeah, Number, yeah, I guess, I, 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 I'm I out of touch with this whole deal. There's no getting around it. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Number five, swearing. Do not swear at a job interview. Not a good idea. Number four, showing a lack of accountability, 52%. Like if you got, you got fired from your last job and blamed the whole thing on your boss, yeah, you might not want to do that. Blame other people for the fact that you got fired. Number three, being arrogant or acting like you're entitled You'd be done immediately. See, I I don't hire and fire people. I'm nobody's boss or anything. I don't think I ever have been anybody's boss. Because in radio, you're like a radio announcer, so you're no know one's boss. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to interview people for jobs. That would be that would really work for me. Not ever have to do that in my life. Number two, answering a phone call or text during the interview. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good idea. The fact that you even have your ringer on means you're a moron. Uh, But the number one thing, don't ever do this. This uh, new survey of over 1,000 hiring managers found there are things that can instantly destroy your chances in a job interview. This one will absolutely destroy you in a job interview. They said they would never hire you if you were caught in a lie at a job interview. But I don't really understand. How could you lie at a job interview? Like, you know, I used to be president of the United States, but I'm not. What could you say in a job interview that would be maybe something that happened at your last job that that you didn't think anybody would know about?
3: People claim to have skills that they don't. They do? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know PowerPoint or whatever.
0: (laughs) I would never do that. So you claim to know things that you have no idea what the hell you're talking about?
3: Yeah, because most, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of people will just apply to everything and then, you know, try to lie their way into the position and then hope they can pick things up as they go. And that's why so
0: many people are so horrible at their job. It's true. It's absolutely true. I, I don't know. Your five uh, random facts for your Monday. Mangoes can get sunburned, but it actually ruins them. When mango crops get sunburned, they usually have to be thrown away. Um, what do mangoes look like? Uh, do they look like, kind of like a cantaloupe or something?
3: Uh, no. No, they don't really look like anything.
0: Or they got a smooth skin on them? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay.
3: They look like a mango.
0: They look like a mango. <laughs> Every elected official in Kentucky... oh here's one for Joe from Louisville. Every elected official in Kentucky has to take an oath that they've never been in a duel. (laughs) I like that, actually. Have you ever been in a duel? No, I never have. I'll take an oath. Do you know anybody that's ever been in a duel? Because I don't.
3: I don't think dueling's legal. Really? Not anymore.
0: Uh, Okay, well, you know, we'll see what the deal is. I don't know. The guy who invented the board game, Operation, sold the rights to a toy company for $500 oh. in 1964. <laughs> oh, 500 bucks. Oh, here we go. Dueling is
3: legal in Texas, but it's fists only.
0: You can duel with <laughs> fists? <laughs> yep. Wouldn't that be a fist fight?
3: Well, but a legal fist fight. I don't know how that makes any sense. Mm. Look, if you just start fighting someone... Uh, Normally, then the other person could sue you or, you know, you could get cited for public whatever. But uh, in this case, it's all kosher.
0: I guess so. I guess everything's okay. You can just go ahead and do whatever you want.
3: Dueling, wait, that, oh, never mind. I think that's fake.
0: What are we talking about? Oh, you were going to say something, but you thought you, you found out that it's fake?
3: Yes, because that's the internet for you. Yeah. People just love to lie.
0: Indeed how would you like that? You sold the rights to operation for five hundred dollars.
3: People do that all the time.
0: Oh, that's so depressing.
3: Like even if you don't think it's going to succeed, just don't don't sell it for a crap amount of money because right. there's the tiny chance. I mean, worst case scenario, you're out a small amount of money.
0: Well, didn't the fidget spinner woman didn't she lose the fidget spinner because she wouldn't pay the one hundred and fifty bucks for a patent? I think so. I think that's what happened to her. She just wouldn't pay the 150 bucks to patent it, so she then lost she it. And
3: she tried to, like, retroactively patent it, which you cannot do.
0: Yeah, that didn't work. That's, so, that didn't work at all. Too bad. When people first came up with the concept of brunch in the late 1800s, they called it blunch. That didn't have a great ring to it, so people eventually preferred to call it brunch. Well, yeah, breakfast and lunch, brunch. Just be lunch, blunch, that, uh, whatever. Whatever. Some of these random facts get really, really stupid. Like Blunch, who the hell would call it Blunch? Are you out of your mind? I mean,
3: it makes sense.
0: I guess. All right, now this might be interesting. Oh, uh, I just hope I'm really hoping that they didn't get really horrible with jokes in this one, but they probably do. The top ten things we learned from the Winter Olympics. The 2018 Winter Olympics are now history. Let's review what went down over the past two weeks with the top things we learned from the Winter Olympics. Despite all the ice, nothing in Pyeongchang was more frozen than Tara Lipinski's face. You know, I, I hate to say this, but I brought it up this morning, and I asked people, and nobody answered me. Um, Tara Lipinski's had a lot of work done, hasn't she? Let's
3: find out, because I've never seen... Oh, God, yes.
0: <laughs> and it it's pretty
3: immediately apparent, yeah. Well, I think she she had it done like just before she went, so it was still yeah, you know apparently. like in uh, in healing, apparently. Which is not yeah. God, her lips are like so obviously collagened up.
0: Some of these jokes are not too bad actually. I don't know who got you know, who got busy at uh, Wise Brother, but these, you know, <laughs> some of them are kind of funny. For uh, top ten things we learned from uh, the Winter Olympics. For two weeks every four years, Norway actually matters. <laughs> that's cold. Now, I didn't write this so don't get mad at me and start bitching and yelling at me because I didn't write this next joke, okay? But I got to read it. You guys know who Johnny Weir is, don't you?
3: Yeah. No. Speaking of plastic Andy, surgery. You know who
0: Johnny Weir is?
3: Is he the guy with the obnoxious haircut?
0: That's yeah, the one. he's the that's one, that's one with exactly Tara Lipinski. Right. That's He was the one with Terry Lipinski, exactly, and uh, and Terry Gannon.
3: His hair is just the worst. (laughs) It's the
0: worst of all time. This guy at Wise Brothers says, Johnny Weir would make a great gay Dracula.
3: He does definitely look gay, that's for sure.
0: Well, but oh. it's just, again, it's not about orientation. He just is begging for attention. Yeah. You know, gay, well, I mean, straight, he, whatever, it doesn't look matter.
3: extremely feminine.
0: Well, he does that yeah. on purpose. That is true. <laughs> whatever. It's just for attention. Look, you have to understand, people are going to have to understand sooner or later, we don't care what you do with your genitalia as long as you stay away from kids and animals. Whatever else you want to do, good for you. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. But this begging for attention thing has gotten really old.
3: That's uh, pretty much everybody below the age of 30 right now. Well, that's true. Although
0: Johnny's 33. Yeah, Johnny.
3: Time to grow up, Johnny.
0: Remember that hat he wore? It was like, uh, (laughs) good God, that thing that hat he wore about four years ago? Jeez, where the hell did you even get that? Uh, Here, Johnny, no no woman even wants this hat. Uh,
3: There are many horrible hats that he's worn yeah, he's, there's uh, a bouquet of flowers there's like this white <laughs> feather yeah, something no, there's a crown whatever. yeah see he doesn't even dress he dresses like a parody of a gay person well you yeah. know that's
0: a that's a very good point and that's the whole thing it's just no one cares that you're gay johnny and yeah. if they do care they're right they're jackasses. he's okay? trying
3: way too hard to look gay is the thing yeah, yeah. you
0: look like a parody is the problem You know, and God bless you. You want to dress like that, it's your business. It's just the fact that you need so much attention that's obnoxious.
3: It'd be no different from, uh, it's like imagine a guy guy from Texas dressing up like Yosemite Sam every day.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of them do actually. Just so
3: they're sure that you know that they're from Texas. Yes, the exact
0: same thing. My youngest brother, many, many years ago, was a bartender and a bouncer. And he went to work. I can't say the name of the club. I don't even think it's there anymore, but it was over on Central Avenue. Let me put it that way. And I said, how'd your first night of work go? And he said, oh, my God, I don't know if this is going to be the place for me. I said, why? He goes, well, because I'm the bouncer and the bartender. And my very first night, I had to break up a fight between a cowboy and an Indian. (laughs) And he said, they were both dressed to the nines. <laughs> so he said, "I don't know where that came from." A
3: lot of people really like just like wearing the uniform
0: of their subculture. I, I guess they do. The, so maybe Johnny Weir's got this locked in, and we're the ones who don't get it. Because well, there's that 123 andme or Ancestry.com deal where the guy went from wearing later hosen to a kilt, something else because he thought he was a kilt. Yes, oh. was he wearing a kilt first, and then later hosen, or was it later hosen to kilt? I forgot. I think
1: it was later hosen to kilt.
0: But here's what I understand. So all of a sudden you find out you're not German, so you stop wearing your Lederhosen.
3: Why do you care? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But people do like to wear the uniform of what they think they are.
3: They really do. I don't I've never understood it. I have never understood it myself. It I mean, makes no sense to me. I've known a lot of people with like the heritage pride which I don't even really get that, but you know, it makes, either. it makes sense. It's like, you know, you're Irish, so you celebrate St. Patrick's yes, Day or whatever. Guess, whatever. But wearing, like, they don't even wear that kind of thing in Germany anymore. The lederhosen? Yeah. No,
0: probably don't. Probably not much.
3: But I'm sure there are people out there who are like, I'm German, so I might as well wear lederhosen and, you know, eat okay. bratwurst all day.
0: Okay, there's a joke here that I don't get. The top things we learned from the Winter Olympics. Kathy Griffin is an unbelievable snowboarder. Do you get that joke? Because no. I don't. Is there something I miss? Kathy Griffin is an unbelievable snowboarder. Is there a woman that looks a lot like her? It must be. That was a snowboarder in the I Olympics.
3: I googled Kathy Griffin snowboard and I'm not finding anything. So okay, There must be
0: a snowboarder that looks a lot like Kathy Griffin or something.
1: Well, Sean White, I guess, has I the know. red hair just like her. But
0: that's it. Sean White. That, that You know, that was kind of a cheap shot since he settled that, that, uh, that lawsuit against him. Remember, he supposedly yeah. sexually harassed a woman, but he settled with her a couple of years ago. And then they bring it up right when he's getting the gold medal.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: if, if it were yeah. still in court, I suppose you could then bring it up. But if you've settled the issue, then it's really none of anybody else's business, is it? No. I don't know. Maybe it's still your business, but is it something you should bring up at, at presentation of a gold medal in the Olympics? No, that's not the time. I mean, the woman settled it, so she obviously was happy with the settlement. So what are you what are you getting done here by pointing that out? You know, if you want to bring it up now today...
3: Well, imagine watching him snowboarding from afar.
0: He does look like Kathy Griffin. You would
3: totally think that's... He has (laughs) long red hair. (laughs) You could definitely say, that's Kathy Griffin, she's snowboarding.
0: That is exactly why they wrote the joke, Kathy Griffin is an unbelievable snowboarder.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know. He, He has like a... His hair is like a past shoulder length, and it's, it very, red. It it's very, very red. It's the same hair cut as Kathy Griffin.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Hmm. See, we learned all this stuff. If we want to do better, maybe we should encourage more immigration for Norway. Because <laughs> they did kick everybody's ass. Oh, yeah, they we kicked plenty
3: out. of immigration
0: from Norway. We're just... No, to Norway. Oh, to Norway? Yeah, this is to Norway. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently they've got a lot of immigration, and they... Uh, they kicked everyone's butt in the Olympics. Yep. We'll be back. Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now. As a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one Remax results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it
3: takes.
0: I did not realize this, but this is apparently a uh, Kathy Griffin snowboarding song. Is that what this is all about?
1: No, uh, they're from uh, Norway. The one band that made it out they're, of Norway.
0: Are they really? Yeah. I did not. Uh-huh. that.
3: There's, a, there's another band from Norway that, like, you wouldn't think is from
0: Norway. Really?
1: Ahas uh, from uh, Oslo. From Oslo? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Abba's from Norway, aren't they? Or are they they're from Sweden? They're, Sweden? they're from yeah. Oh, they're from Sweden. Yep. See, I don't know the difference. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Oh, well, how about that uh, one band that that heavy metal band? Isn't there a heavy metal band from Scandinavia? There's a lot
3: of heavy metal bands from Scandinavia. No, oh, so are they all hundreds from, and hundreds? Are they
0: all from Sweden?
3: Ah, uh, yeah. For some reason, uh, death metal is like really popular in Scandinavia. Is it really?
0: <laughs> yep, death metal. That's really nice. Sober Joe says Kathy Griffin looks just like a man. Anyway. <laughs> She's really fallen out of favor, hasn't she? Old Kathy Griffin. <laughs> yeah, she
3: she tried for the extremist gambit, but she, yeah, she went did. a little too hard on it, and yeah, uh, it,
0: it ruined her career, didn't it? Yeah, what I hell think are it you did. Doing? Yeah, I, I, that's the whole thing. I just, if you try too hard to be the oh, we're on edge, I'm really edgy, then you're not edgy. If you're trying to be edgy, you're not edgy. So stop it, right? Yep. Oh, here we go. You and I are going to end up paying bills for Harvey Weinstein now. Isn't this just great? Last-ditch efforts to save the Weinstein company have failed, and bankruptcy is now the only viable option. The company's board of directors say that means that the American taxpayer is going to end up paying all their bills for them. Isn't that just wonderful? But why? That's what happens with bankruptcy. Somebody ends up paying those bills.
3: But, I mean, he has the money. I know. It's not like he can You can only declare bankruptcy if you can prove... That your debts outweigh your assets, Well, which, the company,
0: it's the company, not him personally.
3: Oh, well, then, I mean, that's different. If it was him, then, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense, but if it's the company, then...
0: But I wonder if he's going to file bankruptcy, too, so all these women can't sue him for all his money.
3: I don't think he could. Since the company's declaring bankruptcy, that means if any of the company's debt uh, was beholden to him or whatever, which is not... But even if it was, then he can no longer declare that debt. So basically, yeah, there's no way he could ever declare bankruptcy. Well, Well, it's like a lot of – everyone thinks that Trump has declared bankruptcy a bunch of times. Yeah, his companies have. Yeah, he never has. It's just companies of his has, and that's very different.
0: Last-ditch efforts to save the Weinstein Company have failed, and bankruptcy is now the only viable option, the company's board of directors says. The studio, founded by disgraced producer Harvey Weinstein and his brother Bob in 2005, says that while this is an extremely unfortunate outcome for our employees, our creditors, and any victims, it has no choice after the collapse of efforts to sell its assets to an investor group the Los Angeles Times reports, talks to sell TWC to a group led by former Obama administration member Maria Contreras-Sweet. Where the hell did she get all that money?
3: Well, I mean, it can't be worth very much right now. Uh, Now's a great time to buy it if you want it for cheap, I'm Uh, sure.
0: They came to a halt earlier this month after New York's attorney general filed a lawsuit against the company and the Weinstein brothers. The lawsuit accused the company of ignoring evidence of Harvey Weinstein's sexual misconduct and other mistreatment of employees. In a strongly worded letter, the board slammed investors Contreras-Sweet and Ron Burkle, whose plan involved buying 51% of the company, introducing a majority female board of directors, and creating a $40 million fund to compensate the scores of women who say they were sexually assaulted or harassed by Harvey Weinstein after they presented a plan with no viable option for a sale following the suit. We must conclude that your plan to buy this company was illusory and would only leave this company hobbling toward its demise to the detriment of all constituents, the board wrote. So the sale to this woman was an absolute scam.
3: Yeah, she basically was using it to virtue signal. $40 million? I mean, come on. Didn't, like, one of their movies make that much money? Uh, I don't... Well, she... Oh, she placed a $275 million bid. So... Yeah, apparently she, she apparently she has a lot of money.
0: Where the hell did she get that?
3: Um she was the director of affairs for seven up and oh, well. yeah, she's done some stuff. I don't know about having three hundred million dollars to throw around, but you know.
0: Rather successful, it sounds like you guys know who Jamie Lunar is? Nope. Jamie Lunar plays Lexi Sterling on Melrose Place. She's a very attractive oh, woman. Oh, is she
3: the uh the yeah, yeah, she's the person who uh, had the sex act with the 16-year-old. Mm,
0: apparently that's true. Jamie Lunar, you know her as Lexi Sterling on Melrose Place, has been accused of sexual misconduct with an under, underage male, TMZ has learned. Do any of these Hollywood people have any scruples at all? No, I don't think so. I mean, any of do any of them? Meryl Streep, do you know how to tell the truth ever? Uh, Meryl Streep now blasting Harvey Weinstein for using her in uh, defense of sexual misconduct suit. And again, she she tries to pretend she didn't know anything about it. She's nuts. Uh, Law enforcement sources tell TMZ a man in his 30s filed a police report with the LAPD alleging that back in 1998, Jamie performed oral sex on him when he was just 16. The nature of the relationship is unclear whether the man was a teen actor or just someone he knew. Cops are investigating like they would anyone who reports a crime, but their hands might be tied with the statute of limitations in California having lapsed. We reach out to Jack. Well, so how did this become a story even?
3: It's the new trend is to dig up things that happened 30 years ago and use them to trash someone.
0: But I have a question for you. How, how is there any proof at all that this actually happened?
3: I, just like every other case, I that I bet there isn't. Uh, and since the statute of limitations is over, I mean, too bad. You should have
0: filed it. Well, the weird thing about this is, though, it, this may not have ever even happened 20 years ago. And... There's no proof at all that it did happen. The statute of limitations has expired, so all they're trying to do is ruin this woman's life. Is that what they're trying to do here?
3: Well, how is that any different than the dozens of other Oh, I know. I
0: I agree with you. Unless there's absolute proof, I don't understand what the hell they're doing here. I mean, I don't know who Jamie Lunar is. I don't watch Melrose Place, but is this now going to ruin her life?
3: I think her career is pretty well dead.
0: Why Melrose Place isn't on fire? Uh...
3: No, I think Melrose Place has been off the air for probably 20 years now.
0: Oh, so it, I thought it maybe made a comeback or something.
3: Let's see. Melrose Place, yeah, 1999 is when
0: it died. So, Oh, God. It's been a while. I tell you what, one of the major things that's happening right now is Heather Locklear's uh, booking photo is making it on every page you turn on the Internet. Uh-huh. It's got her booking photo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Heather, you're not... You're not looking too good these days. I just—at least in your booking photo—you're a beautiful woman, no question about it. But I just—maybe you should stop drinking. It's just something to consider. Maybe it's time to get away from the drinking and the drugs, and therefore the fist fights with your boyfriends or husbands or whomever these people might be. You know, it might be time to to dial it back. And how old is Heather Locklear now? She's got to be in her late 50s, isn't she?
3: I don't know about late 50s. I think she's probably about 50.
0: She is. Oh, she is 56. 56. So she's in her mid 50s. So you're right about that. But I I just dial it back. It's obviously here's the problem. It's obviously not working. Right. What what, What you're doing now is not working. Because you've been arrested, how many times she's been arrested now for slugging it out with her husband and her boyfriend or whatever?
3: Well, the previous ones were just like DUIs or you know uh, overdosing or whatever. Yeah,
0: I suppose. I uh, I don't know what the situation is. It's just, did you hear? By the way, as you know, I used to be a huge Family Feud fan, but I can't. I have a hard time. I shouldn't say I can't. But I have a hard time watching it now that Steve Harvey is the host of it because all he does is mug the camera and parade around like he's the king of the world. Look, this guy's got four TV shows and a morning radio show, so he's killing it. There's no doubt about it. What it's all based on, I'll never know because the guy's not funny. He's not entertaining. I don't understand. He's doing something right. And I guess uh, abandoning his family uh, to go off and build his career was what uh, he wanted to do. But... I don't know. Did you hear who's going to be on The Family Feud? No. Okay, so you got Steve Harvey mugging up a storm. There's going to be a contest on Family Feud. Celebrity Family Feud. Between the Kardashians and Kanye West's family. Of course. Oh. Can you even imagine? Is it Sweeps Week? Oh my God. Can you imagine how horrible that show is going to be? I'm,
3: I'm sure the answers are going to be like, you know, we the 100 people asking, name something that starts with the letter A. <laughs> Apple? What sound does a duck make?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, Tom, what was that, that uh, it was the category it was, um, male names that start with the letter H and the guy, I cannot remember what he said, but it was so stupid. Like he was male actually. Male names
0: that start with the letter H?
1: Yeah, that was the category. It was something really dumb and he said, uh.
3: Here we go. Boy names that start with yeah, H. there you Give go. Give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. I mean, I can't watch the clip, obviously, <sighs> so I'm going to see <laughs> he's... if anyone has transcribed it. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I think. <laughs> He's hunting.
0: Uh, so this, he's, is on, this is on Family Feud, or what, what show yeah, is it on? Yeah, this, this is was, Family
3: Feud, yes. This is yeah. like f- semi-recent Family Feud. <laughs> oh,
0: it was. And so boy, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. I can pull it up. But you can't figure out what there it is. There it
3: is. He said Jose. No! <laughs> Which.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, well. You
3: know. Oops. Yes.
0: Juan. <laughs> All right, let's go. We still got one answer, Anthony. If it's uh, there right. again, your family wins the game. But this time you got two strikes. <laughs> if it's not oh. there, the oh. Flowers family can steal and they win the game. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. let <laughs> <laughs> see, Harvey should kill it here. Yeah. He should kill it with a great with a great ad lib. Did he say anything? Yeah, Did he respond at all in any way?
2: Yeah. You're the, you're like, oh. Jose and Herman. You on a little slave on right here. Jose, we're an H. <laughs> <laughs> and... Jose uh, with an H.
3: Jose with an H.
0: So he he couldn't even ad-lib something funny to say about that.
3: He's no. not a great no host. He's
0: terrible.
3: No one uh, I've never met anyone who likes him.
0: Like Steve Harvey? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who does because he's absolutely horrible. I don't
3: now. he's worth tons and tons of money and he oh, keeps God, getting yeah. work, but yeah, I don't know where the popularity is.
0: Have you ever heard his uh, morning radio show?
3: Is that the one where he's super Christian all of a sudden?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. He he starts every every morning show up with a prayer. Which again, you know, if you're a Christian, that's great. I don't know that you know, that Well, it's
3: it's just so weird that he would do the Christianity hour and then go on Family Feud and, you know, like
0: talk about ding-dong yeah, and stuff yeah. like that.
3: Name slang for the vagina. Ha ha ha.
0: Well, that's what the whole show is now it, is all is yeah. all innuendo. It totally is. Innuendo. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he, I don't know. I don't know how to make that call. But yeah, he starts his morning radio show off with a prayer. And I grew up in North Minneapolis, okay? So I grew up around a very urban setting. On his morning show, I cannot understand a word that he's saying. I mean, he tries to be so urban on that show, you can't even understand what the hell he's saying. It's just weird. He's a bizarre human being. I'm sorry. That's all, that's all you know, I can say.
3: He was born in West Virginia, the son of a coal miner. So, he's... uh,
0: Steve Harvey was the son of a coal miner in West Virginia?
3: Yeah, he probably grew up in some bizarre circumstances, although he did go to Kent State and uh, West Virginia University.
0: Okay, so it's all fake.
3: So, yeah. So,
0: it's all, the whole thing's fake.
3: I mean, it's entirely possible that in the 50s, being a coal miner in West Virginia paid really well. I really don't know. I do love the fact
0: that I said (laughs) Jose,
1: It's funny because his Day family. The,
0: boy, the begins with H. His is
1: all on board, like they're all clapping, giving him support. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, they,
0: you know, they probably
3: don't even know.
0: <laughs> that is really cold. Oh God, that uh. is. This <laughs> could be Herman. It could be Helmut. <laughs> there's, there's uh, but see the, there's proof right there that Steve Harvey is not qualified for that job he could not think of an ad lib to come back at that guy
3: yeah I don't know, you know
0: I, even if he had said something like man even, even the name horrible would have been a better answer than that <laughs> you know just any ad lib would have been better than that <laughs> oh, well it's time for me to wrap it up that's all I know I gotta go hang out with Jose
3: poor Steve
0: we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> Tom Bernard Shell. <laughs>